for Thursday, June 11th, 2020. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? or a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, Georgia lawmakers have a lot of work to do when they return to the state capitol next week to wrap up their legislative session. It was put on pause earlier this year because of the coronavirus. This would be a very stressful legislative session without a pandemic, but add on the health risks, add on the stress of that, it's going to be tough. Emma Hurt, who covers the Georgia legislature for WABE, joins me for a look at the work ahead for lawmakers and how they'll do it in the midst of a pandemic. That's next. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for WABE's local coverage on maternal health and mortality comes from Georgia Health Initiative, whose mission is to inspire and promote collective action that advances health equity for all Georgians. Learn more at georgiahealthinitiative.org. Normally, by mid-June, Georgia lawmakers have wrapped up the year's legislative business, having long closed their 40-day session. This year, the coronavirus pandemic has thrown a bit of a kink in that. After taking a three-month pause, they'll be back at it again this coming Monday, June 15th, to take care of some very important business in a very short amount of time. Here for more is Emma Hurt, who covers the Georgia legislature for WABE. Hi, Emma. Hey, Sam. So you've been covering what happens under the Gold Dome for a few years now. I want to start just by talking a bit about what it's actually like down there. For people who have never been down there during a session, just describe it for me. Yeah, so, I mean, the state capitol, it's the people's house, right? And so there are a lot of people that come in and out for all different kinds of reasons. It's an echoey place, tall ceilings, marble floors. You've got the elected members of the legislature. You've got their staff. You've got reporters. You've got a lot of lobbyists. You've got citizen lobbyists, really, who come and advocate for certain bills. And they hang out in the halls. So it's a lot of close contact, a lot of handshaking normally. And that's really how policymaking works normally. And that was the way things were proceeding kind of as normal this spring. At the same time, people were becoming more and more aware of this thing that we all know now very intimately about, the coronavirus. When did you get a sense that the legislature was starting to pay attention and that this pandemic that we're now in might have an impact on on the work that people were doing down there? Yeah, you know, the first thing to go were the handshakes, I think. And not across the board, but just some people slowly started to be like, "Uh, let's just elbow bump, let's just fist bump. 
we don't need to do that. But everything else kind of was kind of working normally. And then you started noticing people washing their hands longer in the bathroom next to you. And then it was that second week of March, right, when everything really accelerated here in the U.S. That Thursday was a big legislative deadline day. So it was a long night and a lot of bills were flying around. And it was really in the course of that day that this went from, oh, this is a thing to, okay, this is really going to affect us. And by the end of that day, they had announced that they were going to suspend the session indefinitely. That was something that Speaker Ralston, he's one of the real leaders of of the legislature. He actually addressed that to people because there was some some skepticism about suspending things. Yeah, there was, you know, and Speaker Ralston at the time defended his decision before the chamber saying, look, if if people think I'm overreacting, I'd rather do it this way than underreact. And if you want to hold me up and say that I was being too protective, then, you know, I'll plead guilty. I'll take the heat for that. But I'd rather do it this way than to uh, underreact. And so that's why we're, we're doing it this way. We will uh, not be here for a few days and hopefully it won't be long. And that takes us to March 13th when something pretty amazing happened. We had the House and the Senate actually pressing pause officially. Yeah, you know, and that Thursday night, he told a lot of lawmakers that they could go home, that the next day, Friday, was really going to be symbolic and just formally reading the adjournment resolution that declared that the legislature was suspended. And both Speaker Ralston and Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan read that out. And further pursuant to the resolution, the schedule of meetings set forth in House Resolution 1473 be discontinued until such time as the Speaker of this House and the President of the Senate may, by joint agreement, provide for the reconvening of the House and Senate. It almost felt like a high school graduation or something where it was just like, I don't know when we're going to see each other again, but this is pretty crazy and who knows what's to come. It was it was a really, really strange feeling. So here we are. We're just now in the third week of March and the legislature has essentially come to a halt What happens with all the issues that they were working on? Because we have a 40-day session here in the state of Georgia. They were only at day 29 when they stopped. You know, they all just hit pause. And it was a strange moment. It was sort of like, look, we're in a state of emergency. And the way our democracy is designed, this is when the executive branch takes over. This is not a time for measured legislative action and debate. This is a time for quick action. And so there was consensus really among lawmakers that we need to just step back. Those things that were in process need to just be placed on hold because we got bigger fish to fry right now. The biggest fish to fry and and one that's potentially become even larger because of the recession caused by the coronavirus pandemic is passing a budget for the upcoming fiscal year. That's fiscal year 2021. They have to have that done by July 1. So talk to me a little about that. Yeah. And they were already in the middle of actually cutting the budget before this pandemic became so real here. At that point, it was 6% for the next fiscal year, and it was 
hard. You know, at that time, there was a lot of pushback from lawmakers and the rationale was there might be an economic recession. Nobody foresaw this level of recession and the economy actually stopping. So where we are with the budget right now is our revenues are down by a lot. Originally, state agencies were asked to cut 14% across the board, which is a lot more than we had to cut in one fiscal year during the recession. Now it's 11%, which is still a lot. It's better than 14%. But as things evolved, we started to see these revenue numbers trickle in. Lawmakers have been bracing themselves and preparing as much as they can to get this budget ready because, yeah, they have to pass it before July 1. It's the one thing that they're constitutionally required to do every year. So lawmakers have already been working on making these big cuts to the budget, but instead of doing it in person, they've moved their work online. Yeah, um, they've done the best they can, it seems, with trying to keep working on this budget. And so, you know, the House and Senate Appropriations Committees are the ones that take the governor's revenue estimate, take the state agency's requests and turn it all into budget and pass it. So those members are working around the clock. And some of these Zoom committee meetings have been as awkward as some of our own Zoom meetings have been. I don't envy Chairman Terry England, who's the House Appropriations Chairman. He was the ringleader of the first joint committee meeting. Can you all hear me? If you can, shake your heads. We'll get started here in just a few minutes. Everybody is... uh getting dialed in. There was a, another Zoom meeting going on just before this one, so sorry for any any delay in getting in. Uh, it ran a little bit long. It went about as well as one could expect, I think. would ask that everyone please mute your, your devices, mute, mute your phones. Um, this is, I am certainly an old dog learning new tricks on Zoom, and as many of you are probably as well. But now, you know, as we're gearing up towards sessions starting next week, we've started to see some in-person committee meetings again, and there's awkwardness there too. We've got masks. Some people are wearing them. Some people aren't, but it's muffling microphones. And then we've got some people who are calling into committee meetings. They're having trouble getting their questions answered. There's technical difficulties. So they've been doing their best to try to adapt, but this is no easy task, even in a normal situation. They're coming back on Monday, but they're coming back in the midst of a pandemic. What measures have been put in place to try to keep this place, which is normally slammed with people, from really becoming a place where the coronavirus can run wild? So the commonality around the Capitol are these thermo temperature scanners that have been installed at the entrances to the Capitol and to the legislative office building. So anybody that walks in is automatically scanned. And if your temperature is above 100, I think it's 100.4, you're flagged and you're not going to be allowed in unless you've taken a coronavirus test. But then things start to differ. You know, the House and the Senate are always doing things differently, and this is no exception. So on the House side, you're going to see major changes on the floor. They're not going to let all House members sit in their desks. They're actually going to spread them out between the floor, the gallery, where normally the public sits, and even a nearby committee room. And masks are going to be required for House members and staff. But on the Senate side, masks are not required for senators and staff. They're strongly encouraged. They're required for reporters, interestingly, 
and the Senate floor configuration will change. Everyone's going to be able to still sit on the Senate floor, but their desks are going to get spread out. Important to note, of course, there are 56 senators, 180 House members. So there is, you know, a quantity difference there too. Um, And one more thing that's going to change and make a big difference on the House side is they're going to stream all subcommittee meetings and all committee meetings. Until this point, it's been live streaming for all full committee meetings and some others, but now they're trying to do it across the board. Lawmakers have 11 session days left to figure out the budget. That's a big task. Are they going to have time or energy to pick up any of these other pieces of legislation that they might have left on the table when things hit pause earlier this year? Yeah. I mean, the budget in and of itself is a big enough task to take up all this time. There will be bills, I'm sure, passed that are non-controversial. But the other two things I'm watching are hate crimes legislation. You know, in the wake of Ahmaud Arbery's killing, there's been new calls to get that through the Senate. It passed the House narrowly last year. But, um, you know, the question is, if the Senate tries to amend it, Will the House be able to reapprove it since it passed narrowly? That's a question. And then also voting. I mean, we saw these horrible lines at polling places this week, and there's pushes now from the Secretary of State's office to to give the state more power in election administration at the county level. Again, that's a really complicated issue. Are they going to have the bandwidth, the time, the political oomph to get that through with a budget? Ugh, remains to be seen. Emma, lawmakers have decided to go back but this pandemic isn't really over. It's going to be challenging to to get all this work done, it seems, in this short period of time in this new reality. It's going to be really challenging. And like so many other things happening in our world, nobody's done this before. Um, you know, this would be a very stressful legislative session without a pandemic, cutting the budget like this. But add on the health risks, add on the stress of that. The fact that probably for many of us, this is going to be the most people we've seen in one place in a while. I don't think anybody knows exactly how it's going to go. They've tried their best to prepare and set guidelines, but it's going to be tough. Emma Hurt covers the state legislature for WABE. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. Special thanks to Stephen Key. WABE's managing editor is Alex Helmick. Scott Wolfel is chief content officer. You can reach us at washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, where you can also leave us a rating and a review. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. Have you donated to WABE yet? I know you've heard us talking about why it's important, but it doesn't have to be this big decision. You can give at whatever amount fits your budget. It can be a spur-of-the-moment thing. You already get so much out of public radio, so just go for it. Visit wabe.org donate and become a member right now. And thank you.